98K News. It's one o'clock, I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines, the Security Secretary defends the plan to hand over fugitive to other jurisdictions. The former hospital authority chairman says the authority needs to slash red tape. A wildlife activist says Hong Kong authorities need to get tougher on the trade in endangered species. And Kowloon Motorbus draws flack over its planned fare hike. The Security Secretary, John Lee, has defended a proposal to make it easier for Hong Kong to hand over fugitives to other jurisdictions. He says it's unfair for critics to just focus on possible extradition to the mainland. Officials say the plan would close a loophole that was exposed after a Hong Kong teenager returned from Taiwan after allegedly killing his girlfriend there last year. Mr. Lee stresses the arrangement is needed to protect the safety of Hong Kong people and the courts will only issue warranties after they are sure the fugitives' rights will be protected. He spoke through an interpreter. We are not targeting one single jurisdiction. We can see that there is a loophole and we are applying the same standards in dealing with any jurisdiction in the world. So it's about uh, an individual case uh, extradition arrangement. It sets out very clearly that if there is a request made to surrender a fugitive, the crime concerned must not be political in nature. The request should not be made based on the person's race, religion, nationality or political opinions. Former hospital authority chairman Anthony Wu has called on the authority to cut down on bureaucracy, noting that meetings are unavoidable at big organizations, but it should consider how to simplify the process. He was responding to criticisms by an authority board member, Gabriel Leung, who said the authority's excessive red tape may have affected the clinical work of frontline medical staff and patients' well-being. Professor Leung, who is also Dean of the Faculty of Medicine at the University of Hong Kong, also questioned whether repeated meetings on the same issues benefited patients. Mr Wu was chair of the hospital authority between 2004 to 2013. I never liked meetings, and I remember when I first became chairman, I sort of shortened out the meetings. I cut out a lot of meetings, and I set up, you have to circulate papers to the uh, participants uh, seven days in advance, and I rather spend the time in discussing rather than going through papers. And I have actually cut out a lot of meetings, and I don't know what happened now. A wildlife activist says authorities need to get tougher about tackling crimes involving the trafficking of endangered species. Wild-Aid Hong Kong's Alex Hofford was speaking a day after customs officers seized a record 40 kilos of rhino horn at the airport. Two men who were attempting to bring the horns into Vietnam were also arrested. The seizure comes less than a month after customs officers made a record seizure of pangolin scales in a shipment that also included Hong Kong's third largest seizure of, seizure of ivory tusks. Mr. Hofford said Hong Kong can't expect other jurisdictions to deal with the problem. Hong Kong being a very, very important node in the illegal wildlife trade supply chain, we have an important role to play in fixing the problem. We can't just push it onto other jurisdictions in Asia like mainland China or Vietnam and say, oh, it's their problem because, you know, it's only coming through Hong Kong and the demand isn't actually in Hong Kong. Well, you know, that may be true, but, but certainly we're all sharing the same planet together. Rhinos belong to the whole of humanity, and so do pangolins, and we all must play a part in saving these species. Cullen Motorbus has drawn criticism over its application to raise fares by 8.5%, the first rise in more than four years. During a meeting of Lechco's transport panel, the company said its costs had risen in recent years. However, transport officials said the plan to exempt franchise buses from paying tolls for government-run tunnels and highways should mean KMB could shave its planned fare hike by about 2%.
Lawmakers also criticized its punctuality, saying KMB buses were less timely than other franchise services. KMB's managing director, Roger Lee, said several factors are involved, including staff shortages and congestion. Speaking through an interpreter, Mr Lee said staff costs have risen significantly. Over the past four years, in terms of salaries, uh, we have seen an increase of um, something like 18%. Going forward, the manpower will be very tight and the pay is going to be uh, going up further and we have to invest in a lot, of, a lot more uh, equipment and facilities. The government has introduced guidelines uh, regarding the working hours of the bus uh, captains. We are under pressure to recruit um, an additional 100 or so bus captains in order to maintain the level of service required. Mr Lee also said a safety director has been hired following the deadly crash in Taipo last year. The White House has announced that President Trump will sign a new spending bill to avoid a further government shutdown, but will also declare a national emergency to fund his border wall. The spending bill worth 1.3 billion US dollars has been approved by the Senate. From Washington, D.C., here's the BBC's Chris Buckler. Mr. Trump had long been dangling the prospect of declaring an emergency at the southern border as a way of getting around Congress. But the Democratic leader in the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, says the declaration of a national emergency is likely to face legal challenge. While there is relief in Congress that another shutdown has been avoided, there are Republicans as well as Democrats opposed to the president's plan. And that could grow depending on where he chooses to take the money from. There are suggestions that he has been looking at redirecting cash from disaster relief funding to build his wall. The Cuban government has accused the United States of secretly moving troops to several Caribbean islands in preparation for an attempt to depose the Venezuelan president, Nicolas Maduro. Cuba says U.S. military aircraft landed last week in Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic and other strategic locations. Barbara Plett-Usher in Washington, D.C. explains why the Cubans have spoken out now. They are also a target of this U.S. policy in Venezuela. The administration has made that very clear, that because the Cuban regime is so closely allied with Mr. Maduro's government, they're hoping that if Mr. Maduro suffers, then that will also weaken the Cuban regime. The other reason is because President Trump has hinted at possible military intervention. He, at least he has not ruled out a possible military option. So, therefore, this kind of statement by the Cubans, um, I think, is not necessarily a surprise. Earlier, Venezuela's foreign minister, Jorge Arriaza, told journalists in New York that his country would respond to any attack. They need to know that Venezuela is a sovereign country and that we will defend every millimeter of Venezuelan territory, its continental lands, its maritime territory and its airspace. And the response in each case will be proportionate and will correspond to the type of attack or interference that's made against our country. The British Prime Minister Theresa May has faced renewed divisions within her ruling Conservative Party over Brexit as members voted against an appeal to back the approach agreed two weeks ago. The opposition Labour Party is also split over the issue, with some Labour politicians unhappy that their leader, Jeremy Corbyn, isn't backing a new referendum. From Westminster, the BBC's Ian Watson. At last year's Labour conference, delegates decided to support the option of campaigning for a new referendum if the party failed to force an early general election. The leadership has reiterated that this option remains, but many Labour MPs feel it's now been on the table for so long it's beginning to look like it's past its sell-by date. Some of those close to the Labour leadership believe a breakaway is all but inevitable. However, they expect it to be small, 
Most of those who are considering jumping ship are pro-EU, but others are Eurosceptic, so there's no coherent policy platform for an alternative party. New research into ageing brains suggests they could be rejuvenated, allowing mental decline to be reversed. The study by scientists in the US says we lose mental sharpness not because our brain cells die, but because they fall out of sync with each other and need a restart. The BBC's Palab Ghosh reports. According to the study, scans suggest that the brain slows down when parts of it become inflamed. This is caused by molecules leaking through the blood-brain barrier, which is a lining around blood vessels to protect the brain. But it gets increasingly worn out and less effective as we age. In experiments with mice, researchers discovered that the slowness could be reversed with a drug that stopped the brain inflammation. British and U.S. governments have announced a 30 million U.S. dollar upgrade to the machine that discovered gravitational waves, allowing observations that are expected to deepen our knowledge of black holes, gravity and the expansion of the universe. The BBC's Palab Ghosh reports. Gravitational waves are ripples that are sent across the universe after violent cosmic events, such as a collision of two black holes. Their detection by a machine known as Advanced LIGO three years ago was hailed as one of the greatest ever scientific discoveries. Since then, the machine has detected the collision of ten pairs of black holes and two dead stars crashing into each other. The Advanced LIGO Plus machine will enable scientists to observe more than three such cataclysmic events each day in unprecedented detail. The internet retailer Amazon says it's abandoned plans to build a second headquarters in New York City because of opposition from local politicians. The BBC's Samira Hussein reports from New York. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo and New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio aggressively campaigned to bring Amazon to New York City. In negotiations with the company, officials offered Amazon almost $3 billion in incentives, including $1.2 billion in tax breaks. In return, Amazon would bring more than 25,000 new jobs to the city. But the deal was widely criticized by local politicians, who said a company valued at almost $1 trillion did not need additional financial inducements. In a statement, the company said it was disappointed to have reached this conclusion. Students and teachers across the United States have been holding vigils to mark the anniversary of the Parkland shooting in which 17 people were killed at a high school in Florida. Schools in the state held a moment of silence and there have also been art projects and demonstrations. Researchers in Ukraine and Belarus say the exclusion zone around the Chernobyl nuclear power plant could safely be reduced more than 30 years after the world's worst nuclear disaster. The scientists say part of the area of 4,000 square kilometers is no longer contaminated. Official figures show that both wholesale and consumer price inflation on the mainland rose more slowly than expected in January, reflecting cooling global growth and impact of the trade war. The producer, the producer price index, which measures the cost of goods at the factory gate, rose 0.1% year-on-year in January. That's down from a 0.9% in rise the previous month. Wholesale price growth has been trending down since hitting a high of 4.7% last June. Consumer price index rose 1.7%, down from 1.9% in December. Both figures were lower than expected. Currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 110.31 yen, the euro standing at 1 U.S. dollar 12 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 4 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 27,944. That's down 487 points from the previous close. Market turnover was $57.8 billion. Sports, here's Adam Jang. 
Hong Kong's hopes of qualifying for two of the biggest tournaments in women's cricket will depend on their performance over the next two weeks in Thailand. A seven-team round-robin competition will be played in the country, with the winners progressing to the global qualifier for the ICC T20 World Cup and the 50-overs World Cup, both in 2020. Hong Kong captain Mariko Hill says they've done their homework on the opposition, starting with Monday's game against the UAE. Well, I think having the mindset that every single team offers a different kind of skill set. So um, we're going to take it one game at a time. So we're playing UAE first. And we've done a few video analysis of, of their team in the previous competitions and um, other previous tournaments. Um, and really nailing down as to what each and every individual can do. Um, and as a captain, I think this is when it, it's a vital uh, role for me because I'll have to put a field place according to every single player's strengths and weaknesses and, and really um, nail it down. Russell Westbrook of the Oklahoma City Thunder has extended his NBA record triple-double streak to 11 games despite losing 131-122 to to the New Orleans Pelicans. Julius Randle led the Pelicans with 33 points, but they lost all-star Anthony Davis to a shoulder injury in the first half. Westbrook had a game-high 44 points in defeat. It was the final game on the schedule before Sunday's All-Star game, this time hosted by Charlotte in North Carolina, where Michael Jordan made his name. Here's RTHK's Ray Jovanovich. Certainly this is a showcase of the elite talent in the league, and they're trying to mix it up. I mean, last year was a great contest. This year now you've got players from conferences going on different teams. Giannis Antetokounmpo of Milwaukee is one of the head coaches, and he's, of course, playing for uh, the uh, for Team Giannis. With, uh, he picked Steph Curry number one, and, of course, Durant was the first choice by Team LeBron. It should be an exciting uh, NBA All-Star game. Also, Curry will be participating in Saturday night's three-point shootout. And Michael Jordan has been in a, a bit in the news as well. Uh, he's talking about James Harden's streak of 31 straight 30-point games and Russell Westbrook's 10 straight triple-doubles, uh, eclipsing Will Chase. But Jordan says, which is harder from a player's standpoint, no doubt, with a big grin, six championships by all means. And we finish with football's Europa League. The last 32 first leg matches saw mixed fortunes for English Premier League clubs. Arsenal lost 1-0 to Bate Borisov in Belarus, while Chelsea beat Malmo 2-1 in Sweden. And that's your look at sports. RTHK's Adam Jung reporting. When the news are top stories, once again, the Security Secretary defends the plan to hand over fugitives to other jurisdictions, even with a former hospital authority chairman says the authority needs to slash red tape. And that's the news from RTHK. 5, 6, 7 a.m. Radio 3.